0: Red Sea, what's up? The vibes are back in the Valley. The vibes are back here at the Cardinals headquarters in Tempe after that 31 to 17 victory over the 49ers. Hey, what can we say? All the vibes, all the the positivity, it's all back after, you know, not having Kyler, not having D-Hop. But what a better way to end Week 9 with their eighth victory of the season and they're back at the top of the NFL standings. You know, what better way to start off this morning's scramble presented by Verizon, joined by Jody Jackson, Danny Sereg, Craig Grilu. I'm your host, Felipe Corra Jr. Than to talk about a team that, you know, record-wise are the best in the nfl jody what'd you like yesterday
1: oh man there was a lot to like right guys i mean you go into this game you don't have kyler murray um and i was watching reports from yourself felipe and darren urban and and, uh, paul calvisi on the scene and it's like okay he's not coming out for warm-up i'm not even sure he brought his pads or any of the stuff he uses to actually play on the field kyler murray was not going in this game no deandre hopkins Um, no A.J. Green, we saw Justin Pugh leave early, we saw Chase Edmonds leave early in this game, and again, it was a case of everyone stepping up. It's like they did not miss a beat, Uh, and you try to look at why, how does that happen? Every team would love that to happen, right, because it's the curveballs in the season that send teams reeling, and so this team's been throwing a lot of curveballs. They were without their head coach in Cleveland. You know, there's been all of these things that have happened, and I just think it's a credit to Steve Kime building this, the way that uh, they're built with the depth that they have and Cliff Kingsbury coaching this team, uh, all the little details. Uh, it's a For me, I was watching meeting, uh, coaching meeting execution at the highest level. So Felipe, it was, it was just awesome to watch. And uh, James Connor, what a big day. I know we're going to go through a lot of it, but um, just a team that was completely ready and prepared for this moment.
0: And you talked about Cliff Kingsbury, obviously he had, he had, I think his best coaching day yesterday, given that he didn't have Kyler Murray, but let's use that to segue into our main dish, because usually you kind of have an idea of who he's going to give his game balls to right after, you know, after the game during his victory speech. But I was surprised at some of the game balls that he gave that he gave away. I'm a proud ASU alum. I know Mm -hmm. we're going to see, you know, an ASU alum get his flowers after the game during that victory speech. But let's hear from coach. Let's see what he got to say.
2: Great effort from the start. Had a great week of practice. We got back in our process. I knew we were going to play well. You played your ass off. Hey, game balls. All right, with two fumble recoveries. Number 58, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Oh, awesome. oh, awesome. With two rushing TDs, one receiving, and now the NFL's leader in touchdowns, James Conner, number yeah. 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 Wow, Number 26, Eno Vizzi. with a career high three sacks number 44 jump. Uh, this dude shows up every day grinds works his ass off he told me all right when we signed him i was talking about hey you'll be a great mentor do all this and he's like hey man i can still Play Colt McCoy Green. Hey, hey, last but not least, this is a big one, fellas. Now the all time sack leader in the history of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, great. That feels good. Y'all know how good that feels. Let's keep it rolling now. The only way we're going to do is if we do it together. Together on three. One, two, three, together.
0: There you go. For all you proud ASU alum, Eno Benjamin with the game ball Chandler Jones at the end. You know, when you talk about vibes, that's the type of locker room that you want to have when your team is eight and one, obviously winning really cures everything or really fixes everything that sets that tone for that locker room. And you add the additions of all the veterans that Steve Kime added this off season, just, you know, I would want to be in that locker room, but you know, Kingsbury obviously couldn't necessarily give himself a game ball. If I was Kingsbury, I think I might have like slid one, you know, under my armpit or something like that after uh, the coaching day that he had yesterday. And, you know, we love our fans here at the Arizona Cardinals and we always want to hear from our fans. And one of the questions that someone asked on Twitter was, you know, in a game, they would have been forgiven for losing because of injuries, because not having K1, not having d Obviously, you lost Edmonds and Jesse Pugh uh, early on in the game. Should people
3: be giving him more credit, Craig Lou? Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it. At this point, it's year three. Now, I still think the best win this season was at the Rams. But for Kingsbury, his best win, personally, and I don't know if he'll ever admit it, was Sunday at San Francisco to show that he can win without Kyler Murray. He can win without your top two wide receivers. And then, as Jody mentioned, no Justin Pugh, no Chase Edmonds. That's five offensive starters that were not on the field for the bulk of that game. There were some in-game adjustments and a great coaching plan set up ahead of the matchup to allow the Cardinals not only just win, but win convincingly. So I do think for Cliff Kingsbury to kind of get that separation just a little bit, quarterback and head coach, they're always tied together, but just to show that, hey, I'm still able to do what I want to do from an offensive standpoint, even if I don't have K-1. Hey, Danny,
0: on this uh, main dish segment with you, I want to strike a little bit of of a little debate here. You know, you you heard Craig talk about how, you know, the Rams was Kingsbury's best victory. I tweeted this morning that Tennessee, given that now they're at the top of the AFC, where does it where does this victory rank among the Kingsbury resume in 2021?
4: I would I would have to agree. I think if it's not the first, it's probably the second biggest win of the season in terms of the team. I think Cleveland, but we all know Cliff Kingsbury didn't even travel because he was on the COVID list, I still think he gets credit for that game, the way he prepared his team and his coaching staff. But this was a huge win. And I think to carry off of what Craig was saying, it's not just the game he called or the in-game adjustments he made. This, again, goes back to the preparation that he put upon his team all week and the mentality of understanding that just because we might not have our starting quarterback or our top two receivers you know, that doesn't mean that they're out of it. It doesn't mean they don't have enough depth to carry this team and find a way to win. And I think that all starts with practice in the week. So while this was a great game coached by Cliff Kingsbury, I also think you have to go back to the way he prepared this team this week. And I think that played a large role in their victory and their ability to adjust to adversity, not just at the start of the game, but throughout the game when they were dealing with more injuries.
0: Uh, I mean, I'll have to disagree with with Danny and Craig to end the segment. I still think that Tennessee victory stands out just given, you know, they beat the Bills, they beat the Rams on the road without Derrick Henry. You know, that that Titans victory is looking a little juicy for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, hey, a victory is a victory. The team is 8-1. and one. They're at the top of the NFL standing, so none of us can really complain. So. Hey, Felipe, <laughs> you know what? I mean,
1: I think they're just – better in the words of JJ. Watt, They're just better. They're just better. <laughs> and isn't that why everyone mm-hmm. uh, that is a Cardinal fan out there is so happy today because your leadership for your NFL team has built something where it's like you can overcome adversity. Yeah. And by the way, just a note on Cliff Kingsbury, I agree, called a great game, saw some amazing plays and was not afraid to feed James Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, having a quarterback. This was part of the reason for selecting him as the head coach, Michael Bidwell and and Steve Kime, because it it matters. You know, the bond he has with Kyler Murray, the bond he has with Colt McCoy. He has a quarterback mentality when he's preparing these games, and we all know the quarterback leads the way. If you don't have trust in that guy, uh, the others will not follow. And you know, I know defensively they're a different unit, and they've got Vance Joseph over there. So that was another you know, great move to build this staff, but I love that Kingsbury in these moments, you know, you see the fact that he's thinking like a quarterback and he knew, you know, if they could hit on those big plays and get up, obviously the turnovers helped, um, with the Niners with the two lost fumbles, you know, you can, you, you hit on a couple of those big plays and you do exactly what they did yesterday, which was stay in control of the game, Felipe.
3: Felipe, I there's can't. A let way. You, I, can't Felipe, I can't let you have the last word on this, even though <laughs> the, you're the host of this. So yeah, I, I, even though there's some disagreement, I'm you saw what
0: say. I. You saw what I did there, Craig. I try to use my, you know, my host status to kind of wrap it up <laughs> and be like, you know, y'all are wrong, I'm right. But we'll go ahead, Craig.
3: The best win is the next win. I'm going to go with the Buda Baker and the 1-0 mentality because these games become more and more important as we get into late November, December, and into January. So the best win is the next win.
0: Craig, Craig, Craig. So shay. You sound like a player right now. <laughs> I, I, you know? I win. I win. You know? Last
3: word. Move on. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll, I'll summarize it with this Jordan Phillips tweet. They can't stop the run. They can't rush the passer. D-line needs help. Bring somebody in. Just shut up and watch the tape. 8-in-1. Hashtag rise up. Hey, you heard it from Jordan Phillips. That's your main dish. Let's move over to our favorite moment of the game. All right, that's my jam. Jody, what you got?
1: Oh, you're going to like this one, Felipe. Again, it has a Sun Devil vibe. Um, Eno Benjamin gets the chance, gets his first NFL touchdown. And, you know, I think we've all been a fan of the way this young man has worked and, you know, created this opportunity for himself because I think Cliff Kingsbury said it after the game, you know, wasn't sure if he would make it. I mean, he came in as as a guy that was just signed rookie free agent and, you know, it's just a situation where he made a spot, and you know you don't want Chase Edmonds to go down. You never want to see injury, but he was able to carry a little bit of the load in this game and just ran over Drake Kirkpatrick. That was a thing of beauty. You talk about nasty football in this game. Uh, you had to love that. So uh, Eno Benjamin's touchdown, a little bit of icing on the cake there, and that was my jam. Uh, Craig, what was your jam in this game? It was not a play. And there's a lot of Cliff Kingsbury love here,
3: so I'm going to go with the verbal exchange between coach and Josh Norman, or as Kingsbury noted post-game, the friendly banter and just the emotion from the head coach. We've seen that more and more this season. Now, and it might just be because cameras are catching it, and we didn't see that in year one or year two. But then also DJ Humphreys. The protector of the blind side of the quarterback, also the protector of the head coach coming over to get in the face of Josh Norman. So there is a lot of respect for players and coaches on both sides. But in the heat of the battle, it was good to see now at the end result of that, it was still a field goal, but it did prolong the play. And the Cardinals were able to benefit from that and two penalties that happened after the fact. So I like that as my jam in that game. What about you, Danny?
4: I'm going to go with running back James Connors. Third touchdown, three guys. First career game where he had three touchdowns. He was simply on another level Sunday afternoon. 96 rushing, 77 receiving yards, two rushing, one receiving touchdown. He was all over the place, which is exactly what they needed from him, especially when you have your guard Justin Pugh go out, running back Chase Edmonds go out with injuries. We've mentioned they were without Kyler Murray, their top two receivers, and DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. But this is why they brought in James Conner. And so to have that third touchdown, it was a short pass. For 45 yards, he outran four or five defenders. We've seen it every game this season of James Conner really putting the nail in the coffin to secure these wins and usually it's him grinding it out in the fourth quarter but this was in the third quarter I mean he was just phenomenal nobody could touch him he now leads the league with 11 touchdowns just a great performance by James Conner.
0: that was that third touchdown was really the the icing you know the icing on the cake Danny but Craig if I if I ever get in some dispute like that
3: are you, are you going to be my DJ Humphreys I <laughs> Despite the fact that you were wrong earlier in the show, I will be your personal protector, Felipe. No question.
4: Oh, that's so cute. Uh,
3: <laughs> I, I want. I, I can picture. I don't know if you guys saw when when Kingsbury
0: was uh, talking to to Norman and to the ref or whatnot. DeAndre Hopkins in the in the back was like ready. He was waiting for his moment. I see either Danny or Jody as my DeAndre Hopkins, if I'm ever in that scenario. So it's
4: kind of the
1: backup
0: to the backup, right? Like the backup to the backup. So if I ever get in any dispute, I know I have you guys uh, to back me. up. So I appreciate that. Craig is just
1: as intimidating as D.J. Humphreys, right, Craig?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're at the same level. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. By talking about that. Christian Kirk, uh, 40, was it a 40, 33 yard completion to Anton Wesley. Talk about another guy that stepped up. Anton Wesley had a, a very quiet productive game as well, but Christian Kirk, I think we have a graphic. He, that 30 yard completion and 50 yard reception at San Francisco makes him the first player in Cardinals history with a completion of 30 yards, 30 plus yards and a reception of 50 plus yards in the same game. I tweeted before the game too, like, You know, with all these people missing, you guys have to start them in your fantasy teams, at least at a flex position or whatever. I I hate to say I told you so. You guys know I love being right. I'm right. You know, 99% of the time, I'm right. And that was another scenario where I just happened to be right. Y'all, If y'all didn't start Christian Kirk, shame on you. I told you guys to start him. And just like the versatility that Christian brought to the table, given that there was no Green. There was no DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, Chase Edmonds went out. He was that guy that they depended on, and you know, I paid dividends, especially for those that listened to me and started him in your guys' you fantasy lineup. See, that what a way a- to end! <laughs> what a way to end segments, right? I just top it off by saying I'm right. You know? Listen
1: to Felipe. I will say this, <laughs> and I don't think you wait on this, Felipe. Uh, wait in on it, but Rondell Moore. A lot of people were predicting a big game, and you know, it just. I think you know he's got to get a little bit of that confidence back. Ball security has been a little bit of an issue. So, but this team's got so many weapons that you're right. Christian Kirk was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I want to uh, on Eno. I feel like I knew it right when I said it. I misspoke. Seventh round pick for, by the Cardinals. But again, Eno Benjamin, you never think that that's going to maybe happen. Him getting a touchdown, but um, when Chase went down. Um, but yeah, Felipe, we like the little fantasy tips early in the day. You know, on a Sunday, it can't hurt.
0: You know. I'm no fantasy expert. I just take the facts, you know, no key players. And then I just tweet out, you know, what comes to my mind. You know, that's that's the way my brain works here. So that's it for our that's my jam. Let's transition over to our rise and shine. A lot of worthy players to talk about. There's going to be some some honorable mentions that we might not necessarily get to. But these four players really stepped up on Sunday. Jody. You go first. Well,
1: this is what happens when I'm able to respond on the group text first. <laughs> I picked James Connor, right? Yeah. Like, this one is uh, sort of a no-brainer as the player of the game because, again, he really stood out, uh, carried the load, as Danny talked about a little bit, just what he was able to do in the passing game. Uh, what a beautiful play call right there at Colt McCoy, having that veteran patience a little bit to beat the Blitz find Connor. And then he just did the rest. And I think he's proving to a lot of people that maybe didn't know he's just this power back. He's the guy that was going to be a compliment to chase Edmonds. He's capable of doing a little bit of everything. And honestly, uh, when the Cardinals mic'd him up uh, earlier in the season, I had a whole new view of James Connor, what he does for the sideline, what he does for the team. And as he was getting the ball more and more, and we know he is physical, he can, you know, he, he can run inside, he can run outside, but he, he loves the stiff arm. He loves to run over people. And then he brings that pregame, uh, during the game and just all of that energy. I actually, I'd like to see a feature maybe on his, I think he's like a gymnast in his spare time. I mean, I've seen him do like, like little, um, like cool, like jumps and things in the pregame. I mean, right. he's like the energizer bunny out there. So I think he's James Connor, a man of many talents. We saw a lot of them yesterday, what he was able to do in the run game, the pass game. He was up to the task. And again, the whole team, I think fed off of that, um, so James Conner is my rise and shine player. Craig, what about you?
3: Really surprised the Pittsburgh Steelers allowed James Conner to get away and the Cardinals getting him middle of free agency. A really great signing, Jody. I like that. I'm going to go on the opposite side, defense and Marcus Golden, who filled up the stat sheet. I, I, I got to read this off because I can't remember all of it. But five tackles, three tackles for loss, three sacks, and three quarterback hits, and he did all that in less than 50% of the defensive snaps. He has really come on over the last several games and really stepping up because everyone focused on J.J. Watt earlier in the season, then it was Chandler Jones. People kind of lose sight of what Marcus Golden has done defensively, and I think he's been able to take advantage of the attention on others and really get into the backfield and make things difficult for opposing offenses and I like what Golden had to say post game I'm always hunting regardless of who's playing who's not what the game is what it matters what the stakes are he brings it each and every week and I don't know if there's a player in that Cardinals locker room that enjoys being an Arizona Cardinals player more than Marcus Golden so that's my rise and shine player of Sunday's contest Danny you're up
4: guys we can't go this whole time without talking about Colt McCoy, who stepped up in Kyler Murray's absence. (sighs) Kyler Murray missed the first game of his career with an ankle injury, so it was backup Colt McCoy. He went 22 of 26, 250 yards, a touchdown. While we all knew that Colt McCoy has these skills as a backup quarterback to fill in when needed, he's only started six games in the last six years he was composed, he was accurate, and we heard from his teammates leading up to this game all last week that they trusted Colt McCoy when his leadership in the huddle, his ability to read defenses, but he just truly stepped up. This offense did not miss a beat with him, and this is what you hope for when you bring in a backup quarterback is you hope you never have to use them, but if If you do, you're not going to have to really change the game plan or how you're utilizing your offensive weapons. And I think they really took advantage of what Colt McCoy brought to this team. He stepped up, led the offense to another win, great performance, really great job stepping up when this team needed him.
3: And
0: Danny, turnover free football on the road by Cole McCoy is going to get you your fifth road victory. The Cards are 5-0 and on the road, and, you know, that fifth victory comes at a clutch time from, from Colt. Uh, so, yeah, we got to give him his love. You know, he doesn't really get his love. I, I always feel bad. You know, he's so humble and to himself and out of the spotlight. So, hey. Here's your love, Colt McCoy. Here are your flowers. So I'll wrap it up by talking about, a Chandler Jones, the all-time leader, all-time franchise leader in sacks after getting his, his first sack since week one yesterday. 67 sacks, the most in Cardinals franchise history. A lot of people, you know, been getting on Chandler lately, talking about his sacks, how he hasn't you know, had one since week one, he always says, you know, there's a multitude of ways to impact the game, hurries, pressures, quarterback hits, you know, he alleviates some pressure from, from Marcus Golden. You see at, you see the level that Marcus Golden is playing and, you know, a lot of it has to do with his own talent, but I'm pretty sure he benefits from the attention that Chandler Jones receives. So Chandler Jones, here are your flowers. Congrats on being the all time leader in sacks and Arizona, Arizona Cardinals history. A much-deserved, and hopefully, in these next couple of weeks, his sacks come in bunches, and people can stop getting on him. I saw a tweet that they're making fun of his hairline too. Like StatMuse tweeted a picture of. Of how he became the all time leader in sacks And they actually gave him a hairline. And if you guys know Chandler, he's bald right now. And he actually made a joke about it. And he was like, hey, <laughs> that's my natural hairline. You know, it, it, someone said it looked like an iPhone. It had me weak. You know, uh, <laughs> I saw that tweet.
1: There. I got to say, Felipe, though, and, and Danny and Craig, I know you all saw it as well. How cool was that? He had the shirt with Freddie Joe Nunn, mm-hmm. uh, who had played for the Cardinals from 85 to 93, recently passed away. And He said Marcus Golden actually said, I think in the press conference that he and Chandler have been watching video of him. And I just thought that was a really great tribute appreciating the past and the history of the organization. And uh, yeah, well-deserved to Chandler. Congrats. I mean, he's the guy that um, I think you're right, Felipe. I think the sacks are going to start to come a little bit more. You know, the game is a funny, it's a funny game. You know, sometimes they don't come uh, in, in a little batch of games and that's what we just saw with Chandler. So, Hopefully he'll continue to be disruptive and get on the stat sheet.
0: And Danny, I just want to give you a shout out real quick because our Rise and Shine segment was really, you know, it kind of, it came to mind based off your tweet. There's a lot, it was a game of first for these Arizona Cardinals. Golden, his first three sack game in his career. Chandler, obviously, you know, the franchise sack leader with 67. James Conner, first three touchdown game in his career. Eno, first career touchdown. A game of first for the Arizona Cardinals. To you, Danny, for tweeting that a ticket. You know, I'm giving you a a solid
4: tweet. Thanks. I mean, linebacker Jordan Hicks' first game where he had multiple fumble recoveries. It was Christian Kirk's first pass completion. It it also was the first game in Kyler Murray's career that he missed with an injury, but I didn't feel like that was as exciting of a stat to include (laughs) in that first tweet. But (laughs) That
0: was a first. Yeah. Well. Uh, po- positive vibes, <laughs> positive vibes. Please, in honor of Craig, Jody, and myself, you are a rise and shine for this episode's <gasps> for this morning scramble. So no, there we no, go. That's our rise and shine.
4: Breakfast. I'm filling in for Orlando. <laughs> I will play. I don't have any breakfast, but I do appreciate that.
0: <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our rise and shine. Let's wrap up this this episode by bringing home the bacon. And I have I have a lot to get off my chest. So so give me a minute because you know every week that the Cardinals find a way to win, it's always people talking about what the other team didn't do. You know, you start talking about oh. Jimmy G, he's, you know, he's no longer the quarterback that he used to be. Kyle hands on the hot seat. You talk about the, I don't know what went wrong with the Rams. People talking about the Rams, the Bills lost to the Jaguars. The Titans beat the Rams on the road without Derrick Henry. The Cardinals beat the Titans. And it just, it stresses me out, y'all, because I know it's the Arizona Cardinals. For the most part, they don't necessarily get the national attention, the love that uh, most teams Get I mean if you think about it, if the Bucks are eight and one you're talking about Super Bowl contenders if the Rams are eight and one you're talking about the same thing if even the Packers you know everything that's going on with the Packers and somehow some way people just still find a way to discredit the Cardinals oh it's because of injuries oh it's because of this it's because of that at at some point you just got to give the Arizona Cardinals some credit and they're in this unique position once again. Compared to last year, you know, last year, they controlled their own destiny. And, you know, you know how that ended. They didn't uh, make the postseason. This year, they're in a similar position where they control their own destiny. But this time, they have a lot of worthy veterans. James Conner, A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson, uh, Jordan Phillips, uh, finally back. They have a complete roster to finally get over that hump. And all I want to see is people give them the credit that they deserve. Not only because obviously this is a show on the Arizona Cardinals platform, but at the end of the day, the bills lost to the Jaguars, nine to six, the Rams lost to the Titans at home without Derek Henry. I mean, come on. And then obviously everything that's going on with the green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers uh, missing because of COVID and whatnot. They lost to the chiefs yesterday. The Cardinals are back on top and they went on the road and they dominated. I mean, we mentioned all the all the key players that they were missing. You know they lost Chase Edmonds, Justin Pugh uh, mid game, and other guys stepped up. Anytime you have a team where the next man up can produce just as much as your starter, that means you have a complete team. So that's all I wanted to say. I was thinking about this on my flight back to Arizona, and I'm like, man, come on, y'all. like why can't why can't Danny? Why can't people give us our flyers quickly?
4: You know, I don't have an answer because they haven't just been good teams. They've completely dominated under adversity almost every week this season. But I will say, Felipe, I, I almost think it might be better that this team at this point isn't having a lot of national media attention. Because not only the players that were here last year, where they were off to a good start, didn't make the playoffs. In general, we see a lot of teams in the league who string together a lot of wins, go on a hot streak, and, you know, they just kind of start to smell themselves. They get a little high, and then you lose a game. You start to lose focus, and then that starts to unravel. And so I think just whatever is working for this team, that 1-0 and mentality, fighting through the adversity, everybody being ready to step up, I don't think they honestly really care about the national attention or, you know, people patting them on the back, giving them the praise they deserve because they know in that locker room, those are the people whose opinions matter. And you have to work hard and do your best every day for those people in that locker room with you. So while I agree with you, I'm not sure why this team has not received more attention or praise than they have. Everyone does seem to give them excuses. I really don't think the players and coaches seem to mind or care what anyone else thinks because they're not focused on any of that, which is good.
1: Yeah, Danny, I think it is good for this team. I think you hit on it because it keeps them grounded, but they're grounded coming in. They know, Felipe, you mentioned last year and they know they were in a good spot and it just it just came apart. And obviously there was an injured to Kyler and some guys were banged up, but they're more prepared this year to battle that. And it's just You know, I also want to give some credit before we wrap up the show to the guys on the line of scrimmage. We did talk about, you know, Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones a little bit. So, you know, when you talk about um, what they did on defense, but the offensive line um, defensively also handling that rushing attack, 39 yards. That was all the Niners got. I believe if I read that correctly in the final stats, I mean, um, really great job physically. And I know Colt McCoy talked about that. He said, like, I knew I was going to have to get the ball out quick. Their front is very good, um, but those guys held up well, and I think it was just a, a great effort by um, the coaches on both sides too to be able to, to do what they needed to do. And look like at line of scrimmage. So props to those guys. We don't want to be all about the skill guys here. We want to give some uh, shout-outs to those linemen, especially those that had to fill in.
0: Craig, I just want to hear from you quickly just because
3: I want to hear from you. How about this stat? The Cardinals had 39 rushing attempts. The 49ers finished with 39 rushing yards. And the way to earn national attention and respect, just keep winning. Just keep winning. It's that simple because then you can't be denied.
0: Hey Craig, you should be on the Kingsbury coaching staff. That's why I go to Craig ten. You know, 39 rushing attempts, 39 yards. Like who else comes up with that that stat? Craig, my flowers to so you. You're you know you deserve all the bacon in the world so <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the morning scramble presented by rise and wireless don't forget the cardinals are back in town they host the carolina panthers in week 10 kickoff is at 205 and then hey come join us on the morning scramble we got again all the vibes all the vibes all the vibes the cardinals at the top of the NFL standings monday 10 a.m live from the arizona cardinals twitter platform we'll catch y'all later